as as Amanda watches Jacques and Charlene leave in the distance and making sure they're out of sight, she's going to turn back to the house and look at Cherry and just lean over. Oh, you poor thing. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Let me see if I can help you again. And she'll put her hand on Cherry and just start stroking his head. And as she's stroking his head, her sk- you can see little bits of pink magic flowing through her. And as it's flowing, her hand becomes wrinkled until someone else shows up. And as she's done, she'll stand back up to her full height and glare over at the crone. You do realize that I could have gotten the flower for you. You don't have to bring other people involved. So, yeah, the, the old crone just stands up and, and stretches. That's true, but I, I could have used those two to go off. I got a, <clears throat> a lot of Twilight Syndicate to play. I suppose Amanda does seem quite intrigued by them. I have not, we have not seen them before, so I suppose the lady wants to be familiar with all the hearts of this land. So, be it. Why not have a little bit of fun, as the young people say? Yeah, now, speaking of fun, and she goes and, like, starts rubbing her face and pulls off, like, this this rubber mask. Oh, this thing is awful to wear. Um, and Ashton just, like, takes off, like, the wig and shakes off her hair. So you're, you're good with babysitting them, right? Make sure they don't, you know, mess up. <laughs> I, I really don't want to have to d- do this myself. I really want to play Twilight Syndicate. You know, I got my player two here, and Cherry is just like panting, right? Like looking really happy. <sighs> the the lady lifts her veil up a bit, and just gives a <laughs> annoying glare, like an annoying glare. Why do you have to do that? If no, you know it. Never mind. Before I go, does. Does the young girl need to have some protection around if Cherry's going to be here, or will she be fine? Ah, uh, Katie will be fine. I've already, I've already got wards taken care. It's all good. We're fine. <sighs> so be it. I just feel bad that my gift to her wouldn't be with her. He said that right, Cherry. But a good boy. But very well. I guess I'll make my way there if. They cause me issues. I'm spilling your secrets. I mean, you could just punch the the lanky one. (laughs) I'm not you. I don't do that. And it would be much more fun to spill your secrets, my dear. See you soon. You just see Ashton just trying to shake her head. She's like, God damn it. They're all going to know. Jacques's going to fuck every as, as her and uh, Cherry go inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
And, and we fast forward to um, all, all three of you at the train station. The the train is, you can see it off in the distance, getting ready to pull up to the station. Um, there, there's no one really around except for two people like reading uh, a giant newspaper. One's this like tall, tall buff athletic woman. The other's kind of this squat short guy who just keeps like cackling a little bit, just keeps going like kick, 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 as he like flips through the newspaper. Um, but the the train, you know, pulls up. There's there's three carts uh, that that open up, uh, the front, the middle, and the back. Uh, which one do y'all want to go into? Um, as the train pulls up, Jacques is holding a um, cardboard sign with the words "Welcome to Heartbeat" written in marker on it, and he he waits a bit to make sure that no one gets off the train. And then seeing that no one does it, he puts Jeffrey's sign down on the ground and he goes and hops in the middle cart. Middle! So you three go into the middle cart. Um, the two that were sitting on the bench go into to the the cart in the back where all like the little uh, rooms are, right? Like the actual rooms. Y'all went into the dining car where there's, you know, all the nice tables. Xander, is this the same train? Yes, it's it's the same train y'all, y'all were on uh, when you came to Heartbeats. Wow, this is nice. This feels oddly familiar. Hey, Jacques, it's been a while since we've been on a train, right? How long has it been? Yeah, it's it's been about a season. Oh, wow. A full season? Yeah, I, we got here in... Um... Beginning of summer, actually. Wow. You all haven't been here that long. No, we're just recent residents of Heartbeats. Wow, isn't that weird to say, Jacques? Residents of Heartbeats. The last time we were on this train, we didn't know. Huh. A lot changes in a couple of months. That's how time is. <laughs> I suppose it is. A tall, lanky man uh, just kind of appears behind y'all asking for, for tickets. What's up behind your ear? Gotcha! <laughs> 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 he, just, he just looks astonished. His eyes are wide. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't work. His, his face is just agape as he's looking left and right. Like, did anybody else see this? This sorcery? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's impressive. Thank you. Very. Uh, we also have tickets um, and Jacques pulls them out of a wallet and goes, ta-da. Mm, yes, amusing. Uh, and he, he punches y'all's two tickets uh, and he looks at uh, Charlene. Ticket. Oh, right, of course. And she opens up her large carpet bag, uh, digs around for a bit, and pulls out her ticket. It's a little rumpled. Not much showmanship either. And he punches your ticket as well. Ooh. I didn't realize this was a competition. I Are you bored or something? Are we here to entertain you? Because um, I could entertain you with some stories. Do you want to hear about the time I got stabbed? 
<laughs> the attendant just go, go, just just pushes up his non-existent glass and goes, mm, would you look at the time? And he walks off toward the back. And you hear him kind of call off for, for tickets for more from more people. I want to hear about the time you got stabbed. Was that one of your articles? No, it was when I was a kid. Um, someone got really unhappy, so they took a pencil and they tried to stick it through my hand. Oh. That's when we found out that they weren't really lead pencils. They were graphite pencils. And I was able mm-hmm. that was my first big story that I broke. Fake pencils. Oh, interesting. I still have a scar. See? And there's like a black spot on the back of her hand. They weren't able to get all of it out. For some reason, I kind of expected it to be something that happened when you were an adult and it was like some gruesome fight, like in a fight club type of thing. But that's still cool. Oh, I have those kinds of stories, too. (gasps) I want to hear about all of them. (laughs) I'm sure at this point, Jacques could tell some of my stories. He was there for some of them. Yeah, so about three weeks ago, Charlene um, got into a fight with a horse. It was a really bizarre situation. Um, She was heading down a back alley and it was kind of late at night, which, you know, I'm generally not a fan of um, back alleys at night. Um, Bad experiences, but... At this point, um, at least the way she tells it, this horse just came out of nowhere. Like, just nowhere. <laughs> the, the train starts kicking and revving in the gear. Why a, Why was a horse in the back alley? Well, the better question is, why did the horse have a knife? Um, <laughs> did, it ho- did, did the knife... Wait, did it hold the knife in its mouth or in its hooves? And if it held it in the hooves, does that mean it had hands? I think I'm telling this story a bit out of order, so let's <laughs> rewind. Wait, I need snacks! Yeah, so now it's been a little bit of time on the train. Y'all got some, you know, delicious food in front of y'all, whatever that might be. It's really nice, real scenic outside, seeing like the nice hills, the grass, as it's just real lovely outside. It's a real nice day, real nice train ride, real relaxing, just a little bit rocking. Charlene looks up past uh, Jacques' shoulder to the signs that are at the front of the dining car right above the door. And one of the signs says, no box mischief. (laughs) She giggles a little bit and she goes, okay, so this omelet is really good, but do you see that sign over there? No box mischief? Yes, Charlene. What was that about? That's about me. That sounds like a story. Let me tell you how it happened. We open on a scene of a a much, much younger version of Charlene. She is trying very hard to sit in her train seat and look out the window, but you can tell she has the wiggles. She looks like she's maybe six or seven, and her dad is sitting very calmly next to her. Dad, when are we going to get there? It's been so long. Please, can I go visit the other car? Please. Charlene said, uh, looks over, taking his head away from from his book. He just just gives you a big, warm smile and like peers his head, you know, out from the side of the the train looking left and right, seeing no no attendance. And he just leans over and, and, and just whispers like, as long as you don't get caught. And if you do, 
I'm sleeping. And he and he kind of hands you, um, you know, your your favorite notebook and pencil as he confiscated it because you were kind of running off to to do things, right? Like to take notes in, during in the train station. He's like, no, I can't let you run off. You need to stay by me or else like <laughs> he doesn't want you to get lost, right? <laughs> oh, thank you, Daddy. I'm gonna go that one over there. And she kind of like spy uh makes her way with a variation of crouching and crawling on all fours. Um, we see that she has two very long black braids um, that like start behind her shoulders. But as she's like walking in and being a spy, they move. Um, and she's got this really adorable dress um, that is a traveling dress, of course. Um, but it's getting all scraped up as she's like, you know, onto her hands and knees, like shuffling along the wood floor and getting splinters in her dress and all sorts of stuff um, as she makes her way to the car that is one behind where they were sitting. Yeah, and, and the car uh, that you enter um, is, a, is a storage car, right? So there's like a lot of boxes, a lot of, of bags, a lot of like uh, just a bunch of other unique stuff. Right, like stuff that should be secure and doesn't seem like it is. Hello? Is there anyone in here? I'm not supposed to get caught, so if you're here, could you... Could you come out, please? If you're not supposed to get caught, why would you announce yourself? Well, because I don't like surprises. I like to find things out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charlene. What's your name? Well, aren't you just an adorable person? My name is Philomena. Nice to meet you, dear. Hi, F Phil. Hmm. Uh, Mi Mina. Hi, Mina. Um, I was exploring. Do you want to explore with me? We can do it as long as we don't get caught. Hmm. <laughs> Not getting caught. Somewhere else in the train at this exact moment, a um, train conductor uh, looks up and like a, a, like a lightning bolt strike moment. He goes, something's up on this train. <laughs> I think that would be a very good idea, my dear. Lead the way. Okay, we're going to go behind those boxes and we're going to make sure that there's nothing oozing, dripping, barking. Those are the things that I found before. So we're going to make sure there's none of those, okay? <laughs> All right. And Charlene does her uh, spy look again uh, on all fours, ducking behind boxes, uh, creeping and looking over behind corners. Uh, and you can see there's a little pencil now tucked behind one of her ears into her braid uh, to make sure that it doesn't get lost. Okay, we're all clear over here. Nothing is dripping or oozing or barking. Nothing on this side either. Is that... Is that box glowing green? I'm not sure. I think I think right now I'm a bit colorblind. I don't have my glasses on. Uh oh yes. Did it you is. lose your glasses? Oh no, you no, found no, them. Okay. Yes, it, it was on top of my head. <laughs> oh, that's really smart. I should remember that if I need glasses. Let's go check it out. I don't think boxes are supposed to glow. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna go out, go over. And just open a little bit. Just open a little bit. The door to the back of the, the train cart opens. 
hide, 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 hide. Um, the train conductor is standing in the doorway, and the best way to describe him is like a walrus of a man. Um, he is portly. Um, his suit. Um, is kind of stretching at the waist a lot and there is a really thick voluminous uh, mustache that drapes down past his chin down to about the point where his um, immaculate necktie is and uh, he says what's going on in here the conductor walks into the room and um, he 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 licks his finger and holds it up to the air as if testing for a breeze Brings it back to his tongue and goes, Just as I thought. Mischief. He starts to walk down the center of the the um, train cart, walks up to a large pile of boxes um, first and checks um, the ropes that are kind of holding them in place to make sure that they're all tight. Uh, and as he does so, he's kind of mumbling to himself going, Okay, boxes. Boxes are fine. No box mischief. Shouldn't we tell him about the box? It's glowing. That's true, but it is the cargo of the train he's heading. So shouldn't he know about it? I have an idea. When I knock this box over, we run for it. <laughs> Three, two, two Box mischief! <laughs> run, 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 run! <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, Charlene. You there, come back. I'll hold him back. <laughs> Charlene has made it back to her dad by this point and goes, I made a friend. Her name's Mina. And also, we found a glowing box, but I dumped it over so that we could get away. Doesn't that make a good story, Dad? Your, your dad just has like a big smile on his face. He's just like rubbing his, his like temples like... Wonderful. A story you should never tell anyone on this train right now. <laughs> okay, this will be a secret one. Uh, in fact, you should write that story right here. And he passed the chair next to him. Uh, you should write it down. Okay. <laughs> you didn't get caught, right? <laughs> no, we didn't get caught. She writes down the story in her notebook, tears out all of the pages very carefully, Rolls them all up together so it's very, very thin and goes, I'm going to hide it. And she turns and goes down the hallway and finds a loose floorboard or a <laughs> like a sideboard, uh -huh. tucks the note down into it and pounds the board back in place. OK, Dad, no one will ever know unless they're on the train and they look in my secret spot. He does. He laughs and. It gives you a high five for one, not getting caught and two, just just giving him a good laugh, really. I did good, right, Dad? I did good. Amazing. Yes. Are we there yet? As she wraps the story, Charlene goes over to the dining car and pulls on the bit of molding that has been painted since then. But as she removes it, there's still a few small slips of paper that are rolled up very tightly and tucked in the corner. She pulls them out, replaces the board, and comes back to the group. It's all right here. It all really happened, just like I said. I wrote it down when I was a kid. I wonder what the other signs are about. Oh, um, I mean, I know, I know what one of the other signs is about. 
Which one? Well. You see the no children unattended? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obvious. That should have been on every train. Well, it used to just say no child unattended. Um, but it's the dining cart of the same train. Um, uh, but it is conspicuously empty apart from three small children who are all sitting around a table. Um, the eldest of them, uh, is 14. Um, she's dressed immaculately, uh, in kind of, um, uh, like a blouse and skirt combo, but, um, very ornate, um, yeah, embroidery around the edges and cuffs of the blouse um, in kind of a gold trim. Um, the uh, middle child is about 12 and he is thin and bird-like. Uh, his um, jacket uh, is a charcoal grey uh, and um, he looks uh, like a much younger version of Jacques. Um, sitting next to uh, the older girl, um, is um, a young boy who would be about eight. Um, uh, unlike the other two, um, his hair is much darker um, and is cut into um, an obnoxious bowl cut uh, that he doesn't really like and he is playing kind of idly with uh, himself. Um, and he is sitting and watching as his two siblings are starting to get into an argument. I am just saying, Classy that if we have control of this entire train, then we can do anything. It's fine. But, but, but what if we, what if we interrupt dad when he's doing one of his meetings? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be bad? If we're just in our own cart, we wouldn't be interrupting him. He's on the other side. But, but what I'm saying is we should definitely stay in this car so we don't interrupt them. We definitely should, should not, shouldn't go to another car and cause trouble. That would be bad, and Dad would be very upset. But what about the conductor and the engineer? They would be upset, too. Aww, cute little classy doesn't want to interrupt anyone. That's so adorable, and she'll just go to try to pinch his as Stop. much as a cheek that he can. Come on, it's so cute. You don't want to cause call any me trouble. That. Please stop. Oh, you're taking issue with what I'm calling you? I can say something more. I just said don't call me that, please. <sighs> Fine. Sorry. Um, The younger boy's head is just going back and forth between um, his two siblings. Just watching this whole thing, taking it in. Um, at this point, um, he just reaches up and tugs the corner of Marie's sleeve. Hey, hey, Marie? Yes, Finny? Um, he, you know, he doesn't really like classy. I know, I know, I'm sorry. It's the same as when he calls you Edda the Horrible, and, he, and you don't really like that. But she is horrible. <laughs> okay, fine, I won't call you that. I'll call you Assy instead. Sorry, that wasn't my point, Marie. I, I, we got Mum taught me this phrase the other day called burying the lead, um, and I tried to dig it up in the yard, but I just left holes there. I couldn't find the lead, so I think this is what she was talking about, where I've sort of made a big hole here, um, and I kind of feel like I'm still digging, but um, I just wanted to say, like, um, if both of you didn't call each other names, then maybe you'd get along better. But well, I appreciate horrible. the advice, Vinny. As the oldest, 
it doesn't look good for the oldest to take advice from young people. So I'm just going to go out myself and prove that I can have a good time. Goodbye. I shall walk out. <laughs> no, wait, wait. We have to stick together. We nope. We, we have to stick. I'm coming. Wait for me. Klaus leaves the train after Marie. Um, sitting at the table, Vincent um just kind of swings his feet a little bit, um, and um, kind of just twiddles his thumbs. <laughs> He's like, oh, I should go get the conductor. And he stands up and wanders down um, to the opposite end of the train that the two of them um, went through and um, opens the door to the cargo um, uh, train. Hello? Is anyone here? Kick, kick, kick. No. <laughs> no one here. Kick, 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 kick. Oh, Okay. And Vincent shuts the door and goes back into the um, dining room and walks down the other end and opens the door um, to the sleeper car. In front of him, standing with two children more or less behind her, is a very tall, broad woman with a severe blonde bun who looks down at Vincent and goes, Children should not be unattended and so while marie and i were in the other cart one thing led to another and um some words were exchanged and some blows happened and look some of the curtains may have gotten singed a little bit and at this point jacques walks up walks over to the door to the sleeper car opens it up and um points up and just at the top of a curtain railing there is a small amount of smoke damage that even after all this time has not quite gone cleared um and he comes back over and sits down and says uh yeah so that one's us um children pluralized are a risk to trains apparently (laughs) well I actually know a little bit about that sign there, the no tomfoolery. And unlike you two, not that much happened. But... We see two women going towards a train. It is... A day that seems regular than most, um, like most days. But at the same time, a tinge of weird happening. The women are chatting, gossiping, taking in the sights as they step on, give their tickets, and make their way to the cart. One of the women, who has a motherly look to herself, yawns and slouches in her seat as her face starts to shift a little bit. Her once gold and blue eyes just shift to a beautiful blue. And before her is Amanda, ready for the train ride. Oh my goodness, it's been such a long time since I got into travel. (laughs) We're so happy to have you along. And across the way from... Amanda is a rather short, um, older woman, maybe in her forties. Um, her hair, uh, brown hair is flecked with, uh, white as it's growing in. 
Uh, and she's dressed nice, um, but she comes up to maybe like four feet. She's very short. Um, but her entire look um, is one of like wild beauty. There's a flower tucked behind her ear. There's some um, like vine embroidery on her satchel. Uh, her shoes are soft leather as though they've been through the forest for a very long time. And there's almost this wafting scent of light roses. <sighs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> You're going to love it. Oh, there's just so much I need to do. do you, did you ever say that there was already a statue in place for the lady or do I need to build one? No matter, I can probably do it. That's fine. Oh, so much wild, unkept magic. So much potential for hearts to grow. Ah! There's a knock at y'all's window next to y'all. And and no, mind y'all, the train is moving. The train has set set sail or set track rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Y'all see um, this uh, like you can't really see her face as like her long brown hair is just like flapping in her face. You just hear, let me in. <laughs> Amanda's going to just up. stand up real quick and press herself against the window. Um, like the window as well as like, what's the password? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's let her in. And Nim stands up on the seat and trundles over and throws the window open and pulls, uh, pulls her friend in. Why? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Eliza rolls in, and you know, barrels and like pops up doing a Y pose. Ah, oh, you know, Callian's way is so much better. You don't even have to buy a ticket. But I want to support the economy, and besides that, tuck and roll. I give that a six point five. A six. Need to stick the it's landing. because I didn't give the password. Can someone help me with the window? I can't close oh, it. Sorry, I'm too sorry, short. sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, she'll, Amanda will get the window closed and sit back down again. Whew. All right. And no, Eliza. it's because he didn't stick the landing. <sighs> Ladies, <laughs> let's have some snacks. We're all a little grumpy, and it is a long ride to Heartbeats. I'm not grumpy. Amanda doesn't do grumpy. If you want grumpy, I can get Cordula out. Please, no. Aw, you're no fun. Well, I I could put my other face on and be the old crone and be grumpy. You know, she she's just like shaking and making like a really like face, like squinching her face up. Why does no one love the face they're born with? Hey, I'm technically born with three faces and I love all of them. Don't sass okay, me like okay. that. Okay, Eliza, why don't you love the face you have? And I worked all really hard on this mask. <laughs> I have plenty of crow's feet to go around. Come on, snacks. There's a a opening of the satchel, and out comes uh, several handkerchiefs that have been individually wrapped. Uh, one is cheeses. One is uh, some slightly stale bread that's still quite good, uh, and one is a giant chunk of salami. And out comes a a paring knife uh, with all three of the. Uh, handkerchiefs unfolded and the knife between them. Come on, then. Fine. I can be proper. So how is Cal doing? It'll be nice to see him soon. Too bad he couldn't be here. 
you you see um eliza's smile go from like a, a genuine smile to kind of like a, a frozen smile right it's like yeah hopefully he's there and she like oh dear. cracks her knuckles because <laughs> he oh better dear. what happened this time <laughs> you know kelly running off save the day blah, blah it's like we have a daughter she's not doing well I can't keep asking them here to babysit. There, there. You've met her. Astra is a pain. I love her, but fuck. <laughs> I wonder who she gets it from. It's so hard to tell. Clearly from her father. It can't be me. She says, like, <laughs> looking at the closed window. <laughs> Definitely her father. She just, like, looks down in a little bit of embarrassment. <laughs> I told you you'd be trouble together, and look what you've created. Nothing but trouble. Outside the window of the train, um, a figure on a horseback starts to swing in close, keeping speed with the train. Uh, the figure is uh, rugged, uh, their clothes flapping in the breeze of the intense speed that this horse is keeping up, and through the muffled sound of the window, uh, the figure yells, Eliza! You forgot your scarf! Eliza <gasps> <laughs> rolls down the window, <laughs> gets ready to catch the scarf. Yep! <laughs> oh my gosh! She catches it, and as she does, she gives you the big finger and shuts the window. Can we raise him? Bye, honey! Off to fight the moon! It's haunted! <laughs> Bye, cow! <laughs> oh, it's always so nice to see him. I'm a little less mad because the mood has been pretty haunted lately. Also, oh, that was the energy I felt the other day. Hmm. Interesting. As long as the moon does not interfere with my sun and the sunlight and my plants, we will all be happy. Of course. He can go fight the phone. So, with heartbeats, I know it's going to be, I mean, at its core... All places are kind of the same. But with the last city I was in, that was just a hellscape of different corruption and lonely hearts and just stone hearts. What? Do you think I'm going to have a lot of trouble there? I'm pretty sure every heart's beating. She gives no, like no, a no. real shitting smile. <laughs> oh, you. You know what I meant. <laughs> Heartbeats. But I just want to make sure that the lady's warmth and the spirit of the soul is able to flow freely and not have to deal with 20 years of that city. I don't even want to even mention the name of that cursed city. I don't want to do that again for another hundred years. Point being, I just want to, I want to relax. Are there going to be troubles? At heartbeat. I think probably the hardest time you will have with is my heart, my dear friend. Oh, my dear. I will do everything I can to let you know that I love you and that you are loved. And I will also woo you and she'll just snuggle against her. <laughs> That's lovely, but I don't need wooing. I'm perfectly satisfied just the way I am. That's true. I don't I'm need sorry. anybody else, but 
if you wish to woo me, I will not say no. Just know that you're barking up the wrong tree, and I know trees. Oh, no, I know that. I'm saying more in friendship ways. I just want to make sure that you are okay and that I'm here for you. And we can all, ah, we can all hang out now together. This is just so great. I think that will be perfectly fine. Heartbeats is a lovely town. It, Eliza seems to think it needs some help. But I think all things considered, it's a lovely place with none of this corruption that you speak of. Oh, thank goodness. Unless I'm missing something. Oh, no, there was just some one night I met last time. Something starts with an X, but I don't. I, as long as I don't see him <laughs> ever again, I think I'll be good. <laughs> I, was a, I was going to break my vow of non nonviolence, but I'm good now. It's all good. The door to the small cabin opens, and there's a tall, broad woman with uh, bright blonde hair, very young, very fresh, appears to be her first day at work. She puts her hands on her hips. She says, what was the window opened for twice? Ladies? Um, we... We're talking to a horse. Yeah, we saw we saw a horse go by, and he just wanted to wave and say hi to it. I think his name was Tom. <sighs> I'm going to only say this once, and I will never say it again. There will be no tomfoolery here. the day I had to protect my friend. I don't even think there's anyone really named Tom Fullery. It's fine. It's fine. We we zoom out to the back of the train <laughs> of a horse named Tom Fullery <laughs> galloping <laughs> along. <laughs> Just real sad he can't be on the train. <laughs> Tom, no, it's, he, a, it's, no, no, it's not he's even... on he's on the back of the train oh, with that, the that, that little, tra little tiny um thing that juts out. He's just yeah, sneezing on in the train. <laughs> so he's like tied up to the post on the back of the train. Um, That's okay, like borderline and, animal abuse though. So maybe he's a, um I mean he has a knife. It's dangerous. Can't bring knives <laughs> on the train. <laughs> now it all ties together. <laughs> Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats, and thank you to Jordan for dropping in as our special guest star. She's going to be hanging out with us for the next few episodes, but in the meantime, you can follow her on Twitter at Sukiko Mamai, which is spelt T-S-U-K-I-K-O-M-U-M-A-I. You can find our effortlessly affable storyteller at Adapsander, the unsurpassably creative jazz at Orange Like Jazz, and me at Potentially Rob. Black Lives Matter today, tomorrow, and every day after. Bye, friend. Hey, Shock, it's been a while since we've been on a train, right? Yeah, it feels like if I was trying to quantize it like about 40 episodes worth of time.
I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that. I, that's too <laughs> much. That's even for Jacques. That's too meta. Ah. <laughs>